What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50. 40. To the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's hey, intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Jeff. Scott. Jeff. Hey. You're way up there. I'm way up here. Hey. And I have plexiglass yeah, so between us. You're very us. protected from me. We are at Raymond James Stadium. You can hear me through the headphones, though. Yes, can I you hear can. me? Out over the plexiglass too. Jeff! Yes, I can hear you. That I, last one was supposed to be like um, William Shatner yelling, Con! Oh. In um, the second Star Trek. Never seen a Star Con. Trek. Not a fan. Oh, man. Not at all. Not even when it was on TV. You didn't even see The Wrath of Khan? Nope. With Ricardo Montalban from Love Corinthian Leather. <laughs> You'd only remember that if rich, you remember car commercials. It's rich, rich Corinthian leather. Yes, I remember that. Okay. All right, so um, where are we, Jeff? We are at Raymond James Stadium in booth number six, which is home broadcast booth. So you're feeling at home right now. I am. This makes it uh, quite nice. Um, the Advent Health Training Center is closed to only... Um, well, today it's closed to everybody. It's closed to everybody. Except then, if you're like trainers. So. Yeah, but tomorrow it'll be open to uh, football and... Uh, essential staff only and uh, i'm not essential that's a very i'm not essential but you are because you you no. are well you can't go inside but you're permitted to go to practice i can go to practice so you're going to be my source through practice so basically just to be extra super double cautious they they made the decision to basically close the facility and sure have everybody work from home it's very smart it, it's you know it's a little bit of a pain but it's you think it pe- is yeah but there's there's definitely people that this is affecting far worse, so it's hard to complain. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just an adjustment, and, and I feel really pleased about all of this because, uh, you know, the stadium is here, and we have access to it, and, you know, there's everything I need is, like, the server that goes to mm-hmm. the Advent Health Training yeah. Center you can access from here. Yeah, it's really hard from home. Yeah, so all the audio and stuff like that makes it really simple. So There's people standing on top of the scoreboard. Yes. What are they doing? Uh, they're just kind of looking around. Well, they're probably checking the bulbs in the Raymond James. Are they, are they like NFL people getting ready for the Super Bowl? It could be. There are NFL people here. They're also uh, redoing the field right now as we speak. I know. It, it's crazy how often they do that, really. Mm-hmm. It says Bucca in yeah. that end zone. <laughs> it does. And it says Nears in that one. You can put them together. And what would that spell? <laughs> Bucca Nears. So yes. they also still have the scores on that board over there from Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not all of them are great. But I can't believe that Atlanta game. I knew you were going to say that because I'm – You're was, looking over to decide which one. It's the one at the very end, yes, in the bottom. I can't believe they beat the Raiders 43-6. to six. Not only did they beat them, they embarrassed them. They trounced them. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. I mean, I thought the Raiders were decent. They are. And, and Carr all of a sudden was this uh, always understanding John Gruden's <laughs> offense, and uh, that fell apart. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's it, it, every, Everything is different. And right back to what I said previously, weeks before, one week doesn't mean anything in the NFL because uh, you can't tell. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You can't make heads nor tails of it. 
No. But um, one one uh, result up there that is good for us is the Patriots beating the, the Cardinals. Yeah, that was huge. That Spe- was right before we kicked off, really. They, they won on a 50-yard walk-off field goal by Nick Folk. Yeah, and it's, the scary part is Minnesota is, I think they've won three out of their last four. Minnesota like. is the team that we need to worry about right mm-hmm. now. And what do you know? That's the next team coming here after the bye. Mm. They, the- you know who they play? In, so we're off this week. Do you know who they play? Minnesota, because they're five and six right now. So if they win, they'll be six and six, and only a game behind us, which means they would really surpass us if they yeah, beat I us. I remember who they played. Oh, just Jacksonville, just one in ten Jacksonville, which has lost ten games in a row. Yeah, but Jacksonville fired their general manager, and that maybe, should turn everything. Maybe around. That'll change. Well, you know, sometimes they play better. You know, we're playing a team that fired its general manager in a few weeks mm-hmm. and his coach, Detroit. And right, and we're also we're in fact we're playing three teams with interim coaches. I believe. <laughs> well, three games against yeah. teams. Yeah. Because two games against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem like the Falcons are having any, any problem under Raheem Morris. No, and I, I totally understand why. I mean, I mean, people who remember him as a head coach for the Buccaneers, I just think he was just a little too young to be a head coach. And I think it's hard to be part of the guys and then all of a sudden be in charge of everybody. And if you don't have it, – it's just something that you have to learn to get yeah. through. And I'm not sure they will – they will hire him, but I think this experience gives him maybe puts him back in the picture a little bit. Maybe not only there, but somewhere else. That's what I meant. Yeah, around the league, yeah. when they start talking about potential candidates like Eric Bieniemy and people mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Um, maybe his name will start to get thrown out there and he'll get another shot. Nice. It'll be well. You talk about a team that wants to really beat the Buccaneers. That would be the Atlanta Falcons, considering that Raheem's there. Dirk. Dirk is there, and for many, many years now that he's been up there, almost more than Rich McKay. Rich McKay. Yeah, yeah, and and all all well, two out of three, pretty good buddies. Yeah, for so. sure. Well, you know, we are on the bye week now. Yep. This is the week thirteen bye, which feels really strange. Very much so, and it's December first, which is really <laughs> crazy that that's your bye week. We have not had a bye this late since the first season that were byes in nineteen ninety, yeah. and we had a week fourteen bye. But um, they spread them out a lot more then because I think there was an uneven number of teams in the league at the time. At one time, there were two bye weeks in a, in a season. That happened, I think, in 1993. Yeah. Okay. They tried it out, didn't like Horrible. it. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It would have been useful this year, though. Yes. Yeah, well. To help uh, with the moving around the game. You still, you still may. <laughs> yeah, you still <laughs> might get a week 18 <laughs> yeah. bye. So what do you think? Do you like this late bye? No. I think I don't like it because uh, of all that's been going on. But I will say that. If we needed to have a break, this is a great time for the Bucks to have a break, simply to get everybody healthy because there's been that struggle, and to do a good reassessment. You know, during the bye week, the coaches have us sit down and look at themselves. Players look at themselves. Now's the time to make an adjustment, and you got four games left. You you must win three out of yeah. the four. And the adju- four out of four would be preferable. Four out of four, you're in no matter what else happens. Mm-hmm. Three out of four, you're probably in because – uh, there are seven teams that could easily get to ten, and you're one of the seven. But, and, but and, then there's three teams yeah. that are five and six, and and they'd have to run the table to get to ten. Yeah, and FYI, one of the wins really needs to be against Minnesota. That that's I, the biggest game I, left. I, on I our really schedule. believe that. That's what I was saying. They're going to come in. They play Jacksonville, so let's give them that win. Uh, I don't I, see them losing to. Jacksonville. I I don't like giving any team wins, but for <laughs> for, the, for say, conversation, yes. Okay, we'll say they won. They're hot. So they're six and six. They've won like four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a win against Green Bay this year. And so do we. we. Uh, so if they, we'd be seven and five because we don't play this week. So they'll come in here one game behind us, mm-hmm. and they could catch us in the standings at seven and six. 
and they get the tiebreaker because they They'd beat They'd have us. the head-to-head win, yeah. so we don't want that. That's the biggest no. game we have left. Yes. Uh, but it did help us that Arizona lost again. They've actually lost three of their last four, and the only win was that Hale-Murray game where he threw that yeah. miracle pass. Yep. So they're fading a little bit, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll continue so that even if Minnesota or some other team does jump into the picture, we're still in the top seven. I mean, I don't care if Minnesota passes Arizona. No. Or if, um, if you know, right now if the playoffs started, we'd we, be playing week one at Green Bay. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? I don't it? know how much I – I don't know how I feel. A, Lambeau Field in January, and B, Aaron Rodgers really seems to operate well with a chip on his shoulder, and how much revenge is he going to want yeah. after the game? Yeah, and they're playing well. I watched them against the Bears, and oh, they, they, they played – he's playing really, really Aaron well. Aaron Rodgers was fantastic mm-hmm. in that game. And that's unf- and so I'd, really, I'd rather not run into him again. I know you start picking your opponents now, and it's maybe not the wise thing yeah. to do, but – just want to get in because you know if you get if you get a ticket to the dance anything anything can happen. can happen. We talked yeah. about that last week. So that's 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 just it. I, I I like how we've been talking now for almost eight minutes and we have not even broached the Kansas City game. Yeah, Ooh, I, I, I like how we're just kind of. Just, it's the bye week, Jeff. You know, we're chilling, man. Yeah, you know, just kind of. It's the bye week. We're, yeah. we're we're working our way up to it. You think? I don't like. We're starting out slow. I don't think that it worked out for us, the bye week. We're starting out slow. <laughs> I was just about to talk about that. But I'm bumped. I, I don't think that it worked out well. I think a bye week, a couple times in the season, there were times when it could have been better for us. But you don't know that going in, and you generally think later better. Because more games you play, the more chance you have to have guys injured. Yeah, and you didn't have a preseason, so you're thinking maybe yeah they'd be know, fine, they'd be fine, things will be all As right. As it turns out, I think we could have used it a little earlier, but you can't really complain. No, I mean we've we've we usually complain because we usually get it seems like we get. Do you know what bikes. I think is is worse than having a late bye week? What I think is worse, and when you're supposed to play on Thursday, and then you get switched to Sunday, <laughs> and then you get switched to Tuesday, and then you get switched to Wednesday. In my world. I would be going nuts. You and the travel coordinators. Yes, because every station that's on the Buccaneer Radio Network would be going, are you kidding me? We have to move all of our programming? <laughs> it is. It truly is. Um, that would be bad. Yeah. But it, you know why we're not? Because we've done a good job of following the COVID protocol. And what I liked was Bruce Arians saying that, what what does he expect out of the bye week? And His, his res- first thing. His first thing was beat the virus. Yeah. Be smart. Teams that have gone on the bye have come back and had issues, which makes sense because sense. you're seeing family or whatever. But he's really preaching to to, to the team, yeah. guys. It's did, only, we got four games. Yeah, it's we, four more games. We can't have anybody be home because they, you know, you because of, of this. Yes, we, injuries are bad more. enough in the NFL, but this is this is yeah, crazy. This is something you can't totally control, but you no. can control to a good extent. You certainly can try. And, um, and that's why we have plexiglass between us. <laughs> I'm sitting up on, and not only do we have plexiglass between us, this is a two level booth. Yeah. And You're Scott, like way yeah, up there. Scott's on the lower level. I'm power. on the upper level. Actually, I'm in the spot that I watch games in. This is my right, domain. and down here, if I'm not mistaken, is where the talent sits. Yes, right. Yes. So I'm the talent. Well, this week, this. this week we're loosely using the term talent. So <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, but you're actually you are sitting in in the Hall of Famer Gene right. Decker I'm spot. In Gino's yeah. seat. I usually sit there. Yeah, I'm you right. usually sit in the center, right? Yep. So, so I, yeah. I can't do him justice. No, but I will say that uh, I, I really did appreciate. Uh, because I'm a big believer, I, I'm a big believer in re- wearing mask, sanitizer. There's hand sanitizer right here. I wiped everything down when when oh, I when I came that. in. Um, I'm a big believer in you know you need to do this. It's a precaution. And 
I am of the belief that you may laugh at me because I wear a mask all the time and that I sanitize, not you, the general, yeah, the no, overall you. Um, but I, I would rather be going, gosh, 2020 eyes are really goofy. I was wearing masks and this, and it didn't matter, but. I, yeah. I think it does. We'll never know. No. You'll never really know no, but. if the mask saved you. But if you take enough people, you know, you get enough sure. sample size, you can know. And, and in the NFL, we have seen teams all of a sudden just have an issue. Now, interesting enough, I was watching last night's game with uh, the Eagles and uh, the Seahawks. And I did. Co- I watched it. And, the, and one of the comments was the Seahawks is the only team that has not had. Haven't had a single one? Yeah. That's pretty pretty considering how bad it was in Seattle in the beginning. We've only had one for a player who was on the active mm-hmm. roster, and that's Jaden Mickens. And by the way, he did just come he off come that back, list. Yes. Um, that's the only guy all season that we've put on the COVID list who was on the active roster. We had some things in the preseason, and we've had some guys on injured reserve and practice squad. Yeah, that is that is really very, very – I mean, well, I, I, I give credit to our organization and to our ownership group because they have – And our coaches. Yeah, they have gone above and beyond to make sure – To give them opportunities. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's really nice, too, is that no matter what email you get at the end of the email, it always says if your safety is our concern. Yeah, well, and so it should be, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good thing. So – we're rolling along All right. in this. So, what? so you were talking about going into the bye week and making adjustments, self-scouting. Yep. They've yep. already done the compilation and the breaking down of all all the film, every play we've had, and so on. Now they're just trying – they're looking for answers within that. Yeah. And most especially for starting faster on, on both offense and defense in the first quarter. And if you recall, for the first five weeks, we were great at that. Mm-hmm. We actually outscored our opponents 48-14 to 14 in the first quarter in the first five weeks. Um. In fact, I remember early early in the season there was this, the storyline was well the Bucks rush out but then they kind of shut down on right. offense and don't add on and now it's the other way around. Well, I think we've been outscored like fifty two to it's something like that seven. I wrote it in a story in uh, in yesterday. the first quarter in the last few games. Yeah, in the last like five games, yeah. it's bad yeah. and um, which changes how you call your game. You know, I mean that's the other thing. If you're from behind, you're going to be throwing more. Well, but the reason you're behind. You know, I know Kansas City came out like gangbusters in that game <laughs> and had the big plays in the first quarter. But we also went three and out like four times in a row. Uh-huh. I think we might have got a first down in there once. But we were 0 for 4 in the first quarter on third downs. And then generally you think, oh, well, they must have been, you know, they got sacks and penalties and they were trying to convert third and 11s. Those, third, those four third downs were for six, three, two, and two yards. Yep. You should be able to convert almost every third and two. And if you have two of them, I would hope you get at least one of them. Mm-hmm. I so that's why we're not starting fast on offense, and uh, it's hard to explain why we're not starting fast on defense. Yeah, and it is kind of weird because they did make the adjustments in the second half. Uh, they did through three punt, three and outs. They uh, they had the same experience against the Rams. They made the adjustments quicker it, against Carolina. The only, the only thing that was frustrating is the the last possession that Kansas City had. Couldn't and get that. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't get, get that, that down. We'll get to that point. But in the in the first quarter, um, I, you know, whenever there, there has been a lot of conversation about play calling and whether you should have motion and not motion. My philosophy about all of that is when you're winning. Oh, of course. Everything's great. And when you're not, you're it's 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 this that. But I'm not so sure if it's play calling. I, I think it's more execution because the plays were there to make. Yeah. 
You know, when you were throwing deep, you had people. You you had you know, AB was open. In the two games ago. Yeah. Not this game. No, but what I'm saying is when he has thrown deep, there is a good chance. It's not like it was a coverage. Yeah, but some of it's been coverage. In fact, Kansas City's – I just happen to have some numbers here for you. Kansas oh, of City's, course you do. Kansas City came in with a ninth-ranked pass defense, and while you don't think of some of those guys over there like Bashad Breeland, I can't even think of all their corners, as necessarily stars other than Tyran Matthew – they, they've been pretty good on pass defense. They've yeah. been very good at not giving up big plays. And in that game, okay, there's a stat called, excuse me, there's a stat called average separation for receivers. All right. That, that you can get really <laughs> drilled down into because they have those those vests on. Yeah. And so they have next-gen stats, comp- compiles this easily. And the that's when you're being targeted. When the ball is thrown to you, how far are you separated from a defender? And the league average on every play is 2.86 yards. And this is only for receivers and tight ends because lots of times backs are getting the dump offs. And there's, so not one, the 2. only 2.86 yards is the average. I'm looking down at the field looking at where two yards is 0.8. Okay. Okay. That's to the nearest defender. And mm-hmm. only Chris Godwin was over that average and only barely at 3.09. All of our other guys were below it and usually well below it. Like oh. Mike Evans only had 1.39 yards of separation on average on the nine times he was targeted. And that's not because Mike Evans is bad no. or bad at getting separation. They did a pretty Tricky good job in defense on him. In fact, it felt like a really good game for Mike, and it was. Two touchdowns, and that one was just brilliant and beautiful on fourth down. So he played great like always, but nine targets – only three catches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they some of it, yes, you have to self-evaluate and you have to figure out where things aren't going well. But sometimes you do have to at least give a little bit of credit to the other side. Yeah. If we, well, they're a good team. If I'm, we have a great defense, we're not sitting there going, man, the, the, the great defense series. Like you said, we turned it around second half. We're not sitting here going, man, Kansas City really sucked in the second half. No. We're, we're looking at it like, well, our defense played great. And they well, they better. played better. Yes. Yes. And, the, I I it, the hard part about that game is it just it, you know two quick plays boom boom boom. Now, it was the first drive of of the game, stopping them for three points. I thought okay this is really this is really good you know especially but, on that goofy play with Travis Kelsey on the ball. <laughs> they do a lot of that. I think I talked misdirection. Did I not talk last week about Andy Reid and and his you play did. calling? Okay, you so did. I, I can't know this for sure, but I'm almost 100% certain. And we actually talked about this happening on the radio show, the pregame radio show, when I was talking to John mm-hmm. Gilmore and, and, and Ronnie and Lane. Lane. Uh-huh. Andy Reid continually adds wrinkles, new plays that you've never seen before. So you can't prepare for it. And then he'll take that play and modify it, and then you see it and you go, oh, I've seen this, I know what's going to happen, and it's something else. So three games ago – Kansas, I'm watching the Kansas City game, and I, I think we had Monday night game, so I was at home. And I, I've seen some, I see something I've never seen before with Patrick Mahomes. He's in the shotgun. He starts to wander over to the right like he's um, making sure the receivers are getting an audible or something. And then he turns around and starts running back parallel to the line of scrimmage, and they snap it to him in motion mm-hmm. as he's running I mean, by. Yes. Yeah. Then you think the play's going to the left, but then he immediately loops back around. Runs this way, throws on the run, I think to Kelsey, for the touchdown. Was, I mean, you're like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. No, I, okay. you know, I, go ahead. Two games ago, the next game after that, you see Mahomes start to do the exact same thing. 
and you think, okay, this is the same play. But instead, after he turns around, they direct snap it to Kelsey, who was in the backfield, and he throws an underhanded shovel pass to one of the receivers. I don't remember which one. And I'm like, okay, I've never seen that, that before. But they made me think it was that, and now it's something else. Okay, I think this play against us was the next evolution of that because it looked the same. Uh-huh. This time, though, he took the – Mahomes did take the snap in motion, but then he, he handed it to somebody going one way, and then he ran to the end zone, and that person who he'd handed it to handed it to Kels on a – on a reverse, that's a true reverse, not an end around. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey comes running over to try to throw the touchdown pass to Mahomes. Carlton Davis made a great play and somehow knocked it down, but it looked for all the world like it was going to work. Yeah. And that's that's brilliant when you make you continually make plays look the same, but it's something new each week. And one of the things you have to also say is they have the talent to be able yeah, to do sure. to do those different plays. Yeah. That that's I name a tell me name a great quarterback. Uh, current, me, a current great quarterback? No, no, just give me a quarter. Who, who do you think is a great quarterback? Well, I liked Brett Favre when he was playing. Okay, give me another one. <laughs> Johnny Unitas. Uh, okay, I didn't see him. Roger Staubach. I saw him on TV. All right, uh, Steve Young. Saw him live. What are we getting to? Joe when Montana. I'm, saw him live. I'm, what I'm getting to is I've seen a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks oh, okay. live. Yeah. I've never seen. I've never seen a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He's different. He's the new generation. It it is amazing that I mean everyone says you got to keep him contained, you have to keep him contained. Mm. He goes back 15 I, yards from the line pedals. from and and it's 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 poetry in motion and I'm stealing somebody else's line because it, it it's flawless how he does it and his arm strength is he can. St- he's, he's just fifteen back, and, and then the, he's still hitting fifty it, yards down. He's still in the process of backpelling when he throws it. Yeah. The second, okay, so I know it. It was a rough game for Carlton Davis, sure, and it was a tough challenge. The times when he had to be man to man on Tyreek Hill, maybe the fastest guy in the NFL. The first touchdown, the really long one, got beat on an out and up. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, Mike Evans beat their guy on an out and up on his long thirty-one yard touchdown. The second one was one like that, where he was in the pocket forever, and he was backing up and backing a little bit to his left, and then he just flings it downfield. Like where? Oh where? no! And then Carlton, I don't know how you can cover that guy that long. You can't. He was there, and he tripped. And, and it's not even a full arm motion. He just flipped. It's. I, I don't know if it's because he played baseball or yeah, just his, just his total demeanor because his dad played baseball yeah. and he's been around Major locker leader. rooms and all of this. It. That is just a very special player, and I'm not sure the NFL has ever seen a player no, like that. I think that. he's he's, he's something, something new. You know, you've seen the RG3s. You've seen, you know, you've seen guys that can run, you, all, all those different variations, which you're saying, oh, that's the new wave of a quarterback, and then after three years they've been hit so many times that they have an injury that takes them out. Um, and so – He just moves around and gets rid of the ball before anybody can hit him. It, it is crazy. And and I will say this. I mean, it was fun watching him. And I thought it was a it, a lot of people didn't think it was a fun game. I thought it was a fun I thought it was an I don't I'm not going to say it was an enjoyable game. No. But if I didn't do what I was doing, I would say it was an entertaining. It would have been an entertaining game yeah. for the um uh the End. unaffiliated. Sure. Game. And and you know when it's all said and done, we we're talking about we we're talking about the offense and you know Bruce and and Byron Leftwich have to get off some of these Zoom calls and walk off the camera and just kind of shake their heads going, yeah. okay, 
What nobody was, you know, two weeks ago we're killing Carolina and every, everything's rosy and we're great. So you know everything doesn't go great now. All of a sudden it's a terrible offense. Yeah. By the way, we did score for we did we did pile up like four hundred seventeen yards of offense. We know. left points on the field and BA, that's the problem. Ba talked about that and what. The turnovers were happening just about in the red zones, if yeah. not in the red yeah, no, zone. Yeah, so okay. you, you can reasonably – you can't – Or no scoring. Sure. Let's say know. reasonably on those two consecutive drives where we had interceptions on their side of the field. I like of, that you're pointing right at the field right <laughs> one now. Of, one of which was pretty fluky when the ball went off the guy's helmet. But um, Let's say you get one field goal out of that. One. And then you score – when you had to settle for the field goal, when you had first and goal at the five, you, you first and goal at the five, and you have to kick a field goal. I mean, that's how close the Bucks were to winning that game. Well, when that happened, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. that's going to come back and haunt you." You need that. You need to make that happen. Which is, which is, we've been really, really, we the Buccaneers have been really good scoring. Yeah, no, for the, we had that great note for the yeah. first like eight games. Ever where, since we used it on the Salty Dogs, it's been <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite note forever. I know we got we went twenty two drive, goal to goal drives in the season and got and got a touchdown every single one of them. And now it's like so you can't say that the no. Bucks are bad at play calling in in goal to goal situations just because they didn't make that one. It, what I love is you sign Brady and Gronk, and everybody says we're going to the Super Bowl. Except I didn't. I didn't either, and but the outside world was saying that, and then how quickly they want to say, "Oh, it's not, it's not as good as it." Yeah, you know, it's a very reactionary. No one, no one said situation. it. No one said. I mean, is it all in? Man, maybe for the next two years, you're trying to get you're there. You're trying, but, yeah. But at the end of the day, you got to have a little bit of luck to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I don't know yet how good this team is. No. which is weird to say at 12 weeks into the season, but. They're, it's looked so good at times, especially the defense. It's it's. You there play. were times it's looked so good, and mm-hmm. then there's times where you're like, we can't stop anything. No, and I don't know what the truth is. I don't either because it's it that, that stretch of games. It pretty much is where I th- where I thought we were going to be. I mean, when you when you look at that of the of the schedule, um, and I want to say it started with the Packer game. Well, we, we beat the Packers in week six and then Las Vegas in week seven and the Giants in week eight, although that yes. wasn't that great of a game. You're right. And then and then you lost to the Saints. That was the worst one. Yep. Then you beat the Panthers 46-23, and everybody's going, wow, look at you, you put all these points on the board. And then the Panthers have come back and played really good ball other places, so it's not like it that was a total rollover. Yeah, they beat – they shut out Detroit and probably should have beat Minnesota but blew it. Right. Um, which is a shame for us. And this was a stretch of games that uh, – you know, when you played the Bears and you lost against the Bears and you're thinking, dang, that was a game you needed because because you're going to have the Packers, you're going to have the Raiders, yeah. you're going to have the Saints, you know, you have the Rams. So you're thinking, okay, we got to get it done. Um, unfortunately, the month of November had not really been very kind. Um, one win in the month of November. Yeah. and yeah, We're out of it now. We're out of it. November is in the rear view. And so – the month of December, you play for November and December, and December you're still in it. And you're definitely in it. There have been many a but time. But have to play better. You do. You have to start you, better. Essentially, if we just start better. Finish the game. Other than the New Orleans, the second New Orleans game was a route from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. But other than that, mm-hmm. when we can start quickly, we've been pretty successful. Yeah, and I think that, I, I think that you know, the play calling and stuff, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think that's, 
drives me crazy because you don't know what really was supposed to happen. You know, when, when everybody gets on TV well, and everybody says it's this and that, and I always love it. It's always from a quarterback that really didn't play all that great when they were a quarterback. But now, <laughs> now they know how to all of a sudden dissect plays. You well, know? And just, I but, love all the, should we put more motion? Or, like mm-hmm. it's going to magically fix everything to change our offense and put more motion in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some teams like the Rams use it a ton, and sure. that's what they do. That's who they are. We do what we do, and we're like the sixth highest scoring team in the league. But can you say, and I, and you can you can plead the fifth on this. Do you know that? I, can you say we have an identity? Yeah, that's tough. That's, I, I, that, I know. I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not some simple solution like, no. hey, put some motion in the offense and everything right. will be fine. Right. And I think, and, and a lot of people are going, well, well okay. I, I think the teams that are doing really, really well, if you go back and look at it, and at the end of the year, you're going to be able to say this. Those who have been together for a long time seem to be doing really, really well. Yeah. The teams that weren't. That was predictable. There's a little struggle. I will say our identity is on offense is Tom Brady distributing the ball to a lot of people to a lot of talented pass catchers and then us occasionally hitting the deep ball because that's what Bruce yep. wants to do. And we did that well through like the first five weeks of the season. And we did it well against Kansas City. He had a, he had a yeah, bunch yeah. of deep plays, yes. and Kansas City doesn't give up a lot of deep plays, nope. so that was pretty good. How how about – talk about plays. How about Rojo? He Yeah, so Coach said yesterday – he'd like to get him 20 touches a game. And I can see why, because he's gotten to the point where he's making big plays every game. He's seeing the field. He's, he's making people miss. That was, that was, a, that was a great setup, but he, he made that touchdown happen and mm-hmm. he kept his feet in bounds because he was, he was right here on the sideline yeah. right there. Really? Well, he, the one guy went for his ankles and, and he hurtled he, over it and somehow stayed in bounds. And he stayed in bounds. Yes. And that was, and first of all, everybody's kind of, I think he's out of bounds. No, replay, no, 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 not yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, I would like to see that happen a little bit more, More Rojo. but if you know, shoot, you're 17 points behind, you're trying to catch up. I mean, it's, you're and, throwing and the they ball. Did. They did catch up 27, 24, by the way, we held the chiefs to five points below their game average. So, well, I, I was going to bring that up as yeah. much. We had a problem with Tyreek Hill pretty obviously, but yeah. overall, if you went in that game and said, okay, we're going to hold Kansas city to 27 points. You think you're going to, you got it. You think you got a shot yeah. at least. And we did have a shot. Mm-hmm. How weird is it? Both games, 27, 24. I know. Two in a row. Yeah. Um, but you're leaving points on the on the board 100%. or on the field rather. Yep. So I, I think I think that's why I, I feel pretty good about the month of December and the next four games. Um, because it's there for the taking. They just need to do it. Yeah. Well you know? I mean, they're all tough games and I'm not saying you know, everybody I don't know knows about Detroit. If if you're gonna call all I, of them tough games, then you have to call every game a tough game. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to happen each week. Jeff, you just have to be realistic here. You can either take the the approach and maybe you do that every game is tough. So what you should say – so what you're saying is these are games they should win other than maybe the Minnesota game is going to be the tougher game. The Minnesota game to me is the hardest one left, but Atlanta's playing really well. I See, I think that too. I'm just saying Detroit is the game that looks most winnable, and I don't think that's insulting to say that. They've been terrible. And how hard is it to beat a team twice within three weeks? Yeah, so you're thinking the most likely outcome there is a split? Well, I hope not. New Orleans is about to play Atlanta for the second time Mm -hmm. in three weeks, so we'll get an idea. We'll get an idea. Uh, and Wouldn't that be, be awesome if they, they, you know, I don't know if that helps us or not. How many games? At this point, New Orleans is not our yeah. concern. They're yeah. just not our concern unless you're, unless you're looking at seeding and you don't want a first-round game against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now they have the number one seed, though, so that wouldn't even be an issue. Sure. Um, so at this point, 
it doesn't it, it, we are let's say they let's even say they lose to Atlanta they would be nine and three and we would be seven and five so we'd be two games behind them plus the tiebreaker makes you essentially three games behind them with four to go mm-hmm. so they'd have to basically they'd have to lose them all yeah, yeah. are the Saints going to lose all of their remaining games yeah, I don't think so, so so you know I mean you don't give a hope on the on the uh, the division title but it's almost certainly not going to happen yeah I I just just the NFL is just so crazy. It's just, you know, you just look at scores and you go, how did that happen? How did that happen? That's why, that's why, I mean, the Jags played pretty close to Cleveland, 27-25. Now you say Cleveland, it's Cleveland, but Cleveland's winning. They're like seven eight, and, eight, yeah. seven and four, eight or, and three. Yeah, something, like something like that. They're doing, and it doesn't even feel like Baker Mayfield's having a good year. No, but they're playing really well. And, and they do and have a lot so, of good defensive players. Yeah, so they don't have to, you know, you don't have to carry it. The Giants, you see them up there having beaten the Bengals. They're in first place. I was looking at that division. <laughs> you could win that division with four wins. I don't know about that because they they have some games against each other. Wait, I know, but you could it could end up being the last game, the last week of the year, where if everybody loses by the time you get to the last week, they're going to play each other. They each would have the same amount of wins, <laughs> but they, one of them would get to five. Yes, and that. That's the key, which is which is now going to throw the whole thing in. Um, it's unfair that a division, which I which I I, I like divisions. I don't think you should. I hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent agree with you. And if you're going to have divisions, then it should matter. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a point of having a division and a team wins the division, they get what they get. What you get for being a division mm-hmm. winner. I know everybody flips out when it's one of these seasons. Like I don't know, it was 2010 or 12 mm-hmm. or something. I think it was 10 when Seattle won at seven and nine. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, we got to change the system. We got to change the system. It only happens every now and then. It's just like, this will be the most extreme one yet, but it's not like next year it's going to happen again. Right. It's a fluky thing and it feels unfair, but it's the system and you should get rewarded for winning a division. And and what happens is divisions go up and down. The NFC East yep. used to be yeah. a dominant division. Right. Not anymore. NFC South has always been kind of a pretty, a, competitive, a pretty yeah. competitive one, which everyone thought, well, geez, now it's been what? Well, 18 years. Yeah, at the time it was but formed. The, yeah, it was like everybody's like. The Bucks were pretty good at that point, yeah. but Atlanta wasn't. I don't mm. think Carolina was. The Saints weren't anything no, special. No, they were calling it the NASCAR division. Yeah, that's right. A joke. I remember yeah. that now. Uh-huh. So, but now it's 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 very, very competitive. And the NFC West for a while was not. It was terrible. Yeah. And now they're great. It was always Seattle, Seattle. And Same now Fran's not out of this. No. no. They're five and six now. If you're a, if you're an NFL fan and if you're listening to this, you are. There's a lot of fun football coming up in the next month, for sure, across the board. I'm and with- and if you're a Buccaneer fan, this is where it becomes fun because not only are you rooting for the Bucks to win, now you're looking at the scoreboard and you're rooting against people. Yeah, and it matters. At By that the time. way, I write a weekly story every Wednesday on who you should root for. Okay, I can't so wait to read Buccaneers. it. Buccaneers.com. Is this something new or is this? All I started. I started it last week. Okay, because we're getting close. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, root for this team, root for because sometimes tiebreakers are oh, involved good. and. Good. Like we were talking about um, New Orleans and Atlanta. I, I'll have to think that one through mm-hmm. on who we should root for there. I'm not sure. Right. I mean, Atlanta, I don't think is any threat. For them to ca- – they're four and seven maybe. Yeah. For well, them- five games left, they can. the best they can do is nine and seven. And so if, if we can't beat nine and seven, then we're not very good anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know if we have to worry about Atlanta. So maybe you'd like to see Atlanta not look good since we have to play them twice in a row, I, twice in three weeks. I was having a conversation, if you remember John Gruden's last year – Bucks were nine and three, and uh, all they needed to do was win one game. This 
I was. Go ahead. I'm worried about this season feeling like that one because yeah. we were seven and three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go go ahead and finish. Well, that's before. what I was thinking is that uh, at that point that year, all you needed was to win one, and you didn't. And this year, you really need to win three out of four to be sure yeah. to be sure that you get in nine and nine and three to nine and seven. Oh, that was brutal. And uh, that that was not fun. No, was and that was a moment. team like I think San Diego and Oakland beat them, and you would have said there's no, that should not be happening because both those teams were losing. I think that was a team that it just, even though we were nine and three and, and actually battling for the NFC number one seed, I think that was a team that was ready to. A lot of older players. I was Derek say, Brooks is. Yeah, they were kind of at the end of the road. I will say that team got very old uh, yeah. Monday night in Carolina. They you got think a, you said this last week. Yeah, they got they just if you look at that game that Monday night in Carolina, they ran like crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. They just ran and then everybody was running against us after that. So anyways, that's history. But sometimes you like to look back and kind of say how does it feel, but I think I I actually feel pretty good. I think I'm glad I think to hear we're going to do I think we're going to be fine. I didn't it felt bad for a while against Kansas City, but after it was all said and done, I'm like that wasn't a disaster. No. And nope. they are really, really good. They've only lost one game since last November 10th, so they are a very hard And what's team crazy is the Raiders <clears throat> beat them. Yeah. They had two shootouts with the Raiders this mm-hmm. year. And then the Raiders go and lose to Atlanta 43-6. Right. So and the Raiders, to your point, you can't and, make any sense. And the, and the Raiders lost to us. Yeah, and we beat them pretty handily, yeah. too. So. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> that's why when you say about Detroit, I'm just saying that's – No, I understand you I can know. lose to anybody, but Look, if you're ranking the four games listen, remaining. Listen, You find I, a way to irritate me every week. Jeff. I know. You're it's, doing it on It's purpose. my goal. <laughs> and I succeed again. I did watch them on Thanksgiving. It was Detroit? Pain, it, yeah. was so it was so It was painful. It was so bad. It was, and right then and there, I went, yeah, they're getting a new coaching staff. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> right? And then they did it on a Saturday I, in the middle of a Michigan they, State game. I don't know why they didn't Michigan do it on – oh, they were trying to bury it or yeah, something? Yeah, they buried it. Yeah. You can't bury the firing of a coach. Though. No, and a GM. So. And a GM, yeah. yeah. Which which is kind of um, – Caldwell was their coach before, and he took them to the playoffs and they got rid of I know. The, 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 biggest, the biggest beneficiary in, in the Matt Patricia era is – Jim Caldwell, because I don't think you can go a day without somebody pointing out that Caldwell got fired after two nine and seven seasons, and uh, you know Patricia gets to hang on for what yeah. almost three years. Yeah, he terrible. did three years, three years. And so every time it's like nobody thought Mike Mike Caldwell was a, Jim Caldwell. Yes, was Jim. an incredible coach at the time. No, I mean he's, I, he's hey, a good guy. He was he's here. a good guy. We he know him, here. and he was apparently a good I, coach. I, but I, nobody it, was going like that's I, a ridiculous. It's firing. funny. Um, Dave Moore was talking about what. The one year that he was here, what a great coach he was. Just how influential he was. He's just so unassuming. He's just a quiet guy. He's so quiet, and yeah. you just, you're looking going, you know, where's the fireworks? And, and so I guess yeah, it's hard. You, you don't, don't get you don't that razzmatazz. Of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to talk about one more thing okay. before. Um, oh, about, the, about the Kansas City game. All right. And that was the penalty on JPP. And as Bruce Arians pointed out, we did end up stopping them on that drive. But you can't just say, okay, it didn't matter because, as Bruce pointed out, it took four more minutes to get off the field because that was a third down. Okay. It was an interception. Okay. I have – I I probably shouldn't say this, but what the heck. I think it was less than four minutes. I think it was closer to just a little over two minutes. Okay, but we could still have used two minutes. Yes. In in the theory, yes. Did you look back at the play-by-play? I, you know, I didn't. But what's interesting that you say that, 
I happen to have Throw one. Throw it down here to me. See, you, you can actually the, oh, hear that. Two. You can have one, I can two. actually hear me throwing. Okay, that was a pretty good throw. Yeah. If I do say so myself. <clears throat> so, that would have been okay, so this in the was fourth, in the, no, it was the third, third quarter. Because we right. were going. No, it was the fourth quarter because we were going this way. Yes. Okay. Okay, let's see. You just have to look. Yeah, here yeah. it is. It's at the eight minutes and six. There's eight minutes and 16 seconds left in the game. Right. That's when. Well, probably eight oh eight. the passer. Eight oh eight because eight oh eight was in the next game yep. started. So Sean Murphy Bunting had intercepted the pass at the twelve, R twelve, with um, eight minutes and eight seconds left in the game. Correct. Yeah, you, you're right, Jeff. Because eight oh eight, they punted at six twenty eight. Correct. So, we got the ball back at six twenty one. So almost exactly two minutes, not four. Yeah, you're correct on that. Mm-hmm. Still would have liked to have had those two minutes. Two minutes, the two minutes would have felt like four. And I knew, sure. I, I understood what, what Bruce was saying. Now, it, it, um, it may have taken four minutes uh, actually in real time. That may have been what it felt because, like. Because you had uh, yeah. an incomplete pass, so that stopped the clock. There was a holding, two holdings. Two holdings, so that moved them back. Yeah, another so one. it could have been four minutes real time and not game clock time. Yeah, or, or more. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It, was, it cost us two minutes. But it, it, in, if if you look, uh, which is it, what what made that so tough was Kansas City. We scored that touchdown, okay, quickly, and the Chiefs get the ball at twelve forty four. Well, they took six minutes off the clock. <clears throat> they ended up taking six minutes off the clock. Oh yeah. That is it would a have long. Been, they that, did a good job. They did a real. That was that that they converted to third and two. Mm-hmm. So you, right, you needed yeah. to get the ball back quicker. Yes. So that's on our defense to some extent, but it did it did cost us a turnover. Mm-hmm. But know. I will say I will say the two minutes and yeah you know I am not smarter than Bruce Arians when it comes to this stuff. But I was just because of doing the game, I was doing the math because I wanted to use yeah. that in the post game. You know, that was my theory. There. Okay. So. Well, anyway, I brought that up because uh, if you read this, as a matter of fact, since you gave me this play by play, sure. If you read it, it says shotgun P Mahomes pass deep right intended for M Hardman intercepted by S Murphy Bunting, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you see is in brackets is J Pierre Paul, and if you know how to read one of these, that means that Pierre Paul hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's credited with hitting the quarterback, and specifically. It means that he he caused the errant pass because he did hit Mahomes' arms, which mm-hmm. is why it was Mahomes' worst pass of the day. It wasn't even really particularly close to the target. Mm-hmm. So Pierre Paul succeeded in coming in and hitting an arm. When he hits it, as Bruce describes it, and I think this part at least is probably accurate, hits the arm, which causes Pierre Paul's arm to move towards his helmet, and he has a glancing blow on the helmet. And they enforce the you can't hit the quarterback in the helmet, Bruce said the rule is forcible contact. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide whether you think that's forcible contact or not. Right. I don't think it was, and I think it was a bad call. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say, because he hit the helmet, I figured they were going to throw the flag, and because it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and so I figured, that, you know, they're going to go there. Now, I, said I, it, will, I will say this. The same thing somewhat happened, and they called it against Kansas City. Yeah, he got hit in the head. And yeah, mm-hmm. right, they're both roughing the pass. Well, and, and Tom Brady got up like, "Hey, you gonna call that?" He just mm-hmm. hit me in the head, and they were already in the process of calling it, mm-hmm. and that helped us. We had two two roughing the passer calls on that drive, I think. Correct, uh, which helped immensely. Um, but 
Yeah, because you scored the touchdown. So uh, it, this will never happen, but it's still like a dream of mine. I wish that they would make um, roughing the passer a reviewable, reviewable play. Because I sometimes think you slow it down, I, you go, no way. Yeah, I think I think that would be a good one simply because – in, 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 No, but in fairness to the defenders, um, you know, you're trying to get to them and it's click, click, bang, bang. And, uh, you know, the officials seem to be throwing the hanky pretty much uh, yeah, because on that. But won't. if you touch the helmet, though, that's going to be – But, again, this, I'll go back to the same argument I made about Kevin Minter, mm-hmm. the one against Kevin Minter in Carolina. Right. The point is to protect the quarterbacks, but that flag on Jason Pierre-Paul is not going to change behavior because he came in, swung his arm, and hit the quarterback's arm, which is a perfectly good and smart thing to do. And the result was his arm gets deflected in the helmet. He's not going to think next time, well, I'm not going to put my arm no, in his arm no. because it might hit his helmet. So he, it makes no difference. He was so mad. He was, he was so mad. So, he, I thought he was going to get flagged for uh, taking off his helmet. Okay. Now, that's what I was just going to say. So you say, well, that was a bad call. Is that not a rule anymore? Because there really is. Obvious. They missed it. How that could they it, miss it? He's walking around holding his helmet I, in his hand. That should have been a penalty. I and that's if they why, changed that. I don't know. No, you're not How is that possibly your, not a penalty then? He took his helmet off and he was barking. Oh, and I know. He moved, was, uh, and we, we even said, not we, but the broadcast team said, better be careful. You could get I a said penalty. The same thing. And so, uh, you know, so you you take, oh, that's a bad blow. But then on the other side. Yeah, but you, it never happens if the, the helmet coming off doesn't well, happen unless the. Well, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, I and I, I, in the Chicago game. Uh, if we don't get roughing the passer, then two plays later, Vita Vea isn't hurt because he'd be sitting yeah. on the bench. If, if, right? Yeah, right? Candy and nuts. <laughs> um, to, to further on that Kevin Minter thing, because I think the first time I mentioned on this podcast that I would like to see those plays reviewable was when I was arguing that the Kevin Minter call was terrible. I should come clean and say that um, both Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians have said the Kevin Minter call was good because uh-huh. <laughs> he needs to adjust where he hits him. Um, I I think I'm just going to have to – and, again, I'll say the same thing you did. Bruce Arians knows the way one, more about all this right. and Todd and, Bowles than I do. Yeah. And, so they're probably right. But I look at that play and I see he is coming in to hit him in the, sh- in the chest with his shoulder. The quarterback sees him, instinctively ducks, and it becomes face mask to face max. Again, how does he, how do you change his behavior? Right. But they say he, Bruce and, and Todd both said he needed to do a justice target, regardless. And I guess they meant come in like maybe more with one shoulder mm-hmm. because Bruce mentioned that he 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 drove through him and landed on him, which you don't want to do. You can get a penalty for that. Right. Yeah. So I just see that play and it doesn't look like a penalty to me. But you gotta I gotta point out that both. Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles think it is, so they're probably right. Yeah, and that's and that's you know the only reason the only thing that backs me up on this on the time thing is I is I have the math. You know that's the only. <laughs> well, you yeah. can see a coach going, yeah, yeah that cost us like four minutes. But I mean, I, I'm not saying he's saying it. But exactly. what I'll say, I, I I'm curious. I may go back to the uh, TV tape and time the whole thing in real time, not game clock time. Just and it might it might just be four minutes of, I don't know why he would be counting that though. Well it might have just been in his head. You know, yeah. looked at the clock, saw what time it was and then I guess. you know I, I you know what do I know? All right, so here's the game I'm, I'm one of the salty dogs. What do you want from me? <laughs> here's here's the games you're really gonna want to watch this weekend. Okay. Too. I already talked about Minnesota Jacksonville so we can hope for an upset. All right. Yep. Doubt it, but we never Come know. Come on, Mike Glennon. The Rams are seven and four, and you playing. do know Mike Lennon's the quarterback there. I do know that he's like their third one so far. No, he's playing now. 
I know. Yeah. Minshew's hurt, right? Yeah. And, and then the other guy was. This was bad. Yeah, which so is not come, to be surprising. So come on, Mike. <laughs> Do it for your Buccaneers, yes, Mike. Right, Mike. We gave you a chance to start. Mike, you ended up with a big contract in Chicago. That's right. Thanks to the Buccaneers <laughs> starting you all the time. So the 7-4 and four Rams play the 6-5 and five Cardinals. And, and I got to say, I'm rooting for the Rams there. Mm-hmm. Let them make the playoffs. Yeah. The, I don't want them down. Um, in a tie-breaking scenario with us. No, and if you and if yeah, they, I want to knock Arizona out. Yeah, of the well, it takes some. It takes one of the. You, you're you're rooting for teams to be taken yeah, out of the mix. That's right. That's right. So root for the teams, root especially root for the teams that are right behind the Buccaneers, which mm-hmm. is the Cardinals, Vikings, Bears, and 49ers. They're the only ones we really have to worry about. Yep. You oh, you want all those teams to lose. And so you have Buffalo playing San Fran. That's pretty good because Buffalo has been pretty good. Uh, so I think it's in San. Well, it's not in San Francisco. It's going to be in Arizona now. Yeah, they're playing at. Get, the, what, where are they playing? Arizona. Yeah, what's the name of the stadium? Uh, State Farm. Very good. I just wanted to see if you remembered. I did. Okay, thank you. So they, I think they have three games in a row there because they're playing at the Cardinals this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I know. Well, they'll just move the field. You know, they got the grass field that they slide in and yeah. out. So they just move okay. different trays. I don't see how that makes. Well, yeah, because the field's not beat up. They have more than one field. You know, the only I got I got through all my notes, so I we don't have a guest obviously because of the bye week. Sure, we're not going to bother our player no. during the bye week. But um, we, we're going to we got some questions from fans. We'll do that. All right. I don't know if you have anything else left. No, pretty much. If you hear kind of like a vacuum sound, yeah. I don't I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's down. They were pressure cleaning the seats before. We're in Raymond James Stadium doing this. In, well, in, which everybody in would know unless box. they just. Yeah, because you talked about that. Well, I know, but if you if you forgot, probably out there. Somebody just vacuuming. You know what that vacuuming sound is? Probably vacuuming. Yeah, maybe it just stopped. It just stopped. Um, Good job. Nobody cares about ambient noise more than Jeff Ryan. Well, I hear it, and you know. So I we we covered more than this, but we've covered everything I had notes about. Uh huh. Uh, The only thing that we skipped, and it's it's not really relevant to what we're talking about now. But did you know we actually had we actually our offense had more had a better yards per play average than the Chiefs did in that game. I did not know that. 7.6 for us, 7.5 for them. And you look at that game going, wow, the Chiefs are hitting big plays at will. Yep. And the Bucks are struggling. And we actually – we needed the ball more, for sure. So those those turnovers would have been nice. And, and then not having turnovers would have been nice. So we needed the ball more. But we were holding our own offensively mm-hmm. against that juggernaut offense. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as – I will admit, because if somebody's out there screaming at the podcast, yes, the Chiefs – had a couple kneel downs at the end, uh, and yes, they yeah. and at the end they were running the ball a little bit to try mm-hmm. to run out the clock. But still, overall, we had a kneel down too at the end of the first sure. half. Overall, those numbers tell you that the Buccaneers were able to move the ball pretty much as effectively as the Chiefs did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just needed to have the, the ball. The difference more. was when we had the opportunity to put it in the end zone, we didn't. Yeah, we needed we needed that touchdown yeah. there, especially because that it, that would have been a momentum changer for sure because yeah. you. You, you, yeah, for sure. You know, and by the get, way, we we're not dumb. We we know that you can't just go. Okay, we lost by three, and we yeah. had a net, net lost four points by not getting a touchdown there. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if the Bucks score a touchdown, we no. win. I know that's not true because just simply put, Kansas City had the ball at the end of the game. Right. They're just trying to run out the clock. If they are a point behind, they're throwing like they're, crazy. They're yes. trying to get down there to yeah. score, and with Patrick right. Mahomes, they got a good shot. Right. So but, I understand that. But you hate to leave points on the field. You when yeah. you have opportunities when you're when you're first and goal you want seven or a six and then get you have to get point. the at a good clip or you're not going to win a lot of games yeah. you can't constantly be settling for field goals and the Bucks haven't if you take the season as a whole no 
All right. All right. We're showing DK Metcalf. Yeah. There. He's really good. Did you watch that game last I did, night? I yeah. Uh, I watched it until the half, and then I was like, yeah, I'm done. Well, the, the Eagles look so bad. Yeah. I, I don't know if Carson Wentz isn't good anymore. You know, it's But he didn't look good. It's only been three years that they – I think they were in the Super Bowl like three years ago and won it. 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. So, it's crazy. But that just shows you the window and, and you know. Well, he was an MVP candidate in one of those seasons mm-hmm. until he got hurt. But who was their backup? Nick Foles. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Is that all you got? I do. Let's move on to our fan oh, questions. Good. Got an international flair again. It's guys we know already. Uh, alrighty. One of the questions is from somebody new, but you'll recognize the other two. <clears throat> good day, boys. That's how Elliot. Our presenter. Yes, Elliot Lovejoy from Australia. Cons. Uh, cons. Con. I mentioned that early in the podcast. Yes. It's all coming back around. I still okay. can't believe you've never seen Star Trek Wrath of Cons. Yes. That was the best of, I think there were seven of them, and that was the best. Well, there was more than that because they started making them with the, the Next Generation crew, which is the best TV show of all the Star Treks, but it, the movies weren't great. The new ones are good. Yeah. <laughs> Watch one of the new ones. It's got that guy, that great, uh, that actor everybody likes as Kirk. The actor that everybody likes that no one knows who you're talking about. I can't think of actors' names right now. Anyway, it's a good crew. Okay. It's a good cast. All right. How are you both? Fine, thank you. I'm doing fine. Got about 20 uh, negative COVID tests under my belt. I'm up to 15. I'm going to have a lot more soon because I have to do it every day now. Yes, you have to go every day. Because of the indoor facility. And I am still going to be once a week. Well... Before all this started, I would have been scared about that, but now we know the tests are not difficult. No. So it's really You get used to it. Yeah. I didn't know when we went the very first time, I didn't know that the blood test was optional. I did. I did not know that. I would have not taken it because I hate needles more than anything uh, in the world. I ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the next, like two days later, it comes out, they're giving us more information than I see blood test optional. I'm like, it was optional. Yeah. Anyway. If the season ended today, what position do you think we draft first round? Oh, man. Who's thinking about the draft? Well, it's the question we have, Jeff. So, you know, buckle down and Wow, this is – you talk about – Everybody the, talks about the draft at this you time ta- of year. Yeah, when you're like five and – No, people do mock drafts. Now? Yes, 100% now. I could probably find you 10 of them right now. Isn't it kind of hard to do the draft considering college football has been all over the place? Yeah, for sure. It's, and so, it's a lot tougher. It's also you have to kind of estimate what the standings are going to be, too. Mm-hmm. You can either go with what they are right now or what mm-hmm. you project is going to happen. If the standings, since the Bucks right now would be a playoff team, and there's 14 playoff teams now. Sure. Though. So you'd probably, at worst, you're probably picking around 18 or 19. Yeah. I mean, at best, you're probably sure. picking about 18 or 19. Yeah. So or twenty. Well, I would say at worst because that means you didn't do very well in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, but I meant at best in terms of how high you can of get. draft number. Yes. So ju- let's just say, <laughs> let's just say we're the sixth seed that in the NFC. We're probably picking. Let's say we got ten wins. We're okay. probably picking about I don't know twenty one. All right. Tw- somewhere in the twenty to twenty two range. I think when you're there, you take best player available. <laughs> You're not giving him much of an answer, man. No, I'm serious. You can take a best player available approach, but you're still probably narrowing it down to a couple positions unless somebody you didn't expect at all falls to you. Well, yeah, I'd say D-lineman. Like, as an example. I would have to say D-lineman. I don't think the Cowboys expected C.D. Lamb to fall to them last year. No. But when they did, and and they already had yes. uh, yeah, a couple they, really good receivers. But they like, I, I think that was the situation of best player available. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe he's on the board. We have to grab him. 
I would I would think D line just because I like it because JPP. I mean, playing. Oh, you're out. Ca- you're counting outside linebackers too. Then yeah. Do you want and 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 but also Sue. So you do know. you want a down lineman like Sue or do you want an edge rusher? Because I'm going to call those two different things. I want a I want a, a I want a, a down rusher. An, an edge rusher. Yeah. Okay, because you kind of combined the two on me yeah. there. You're trying to get away with it. <laughs> I I'm, want I want both. I'm not falling for your tricks. Dang. No, you, it's a it's a good point because. They are playing well. In fact, Shaq Barrett's playing really well. Very well. He's not. He's not getting credit for how well he's playing. Yeah, and and it's it's kind of like um, Larry Foots uh, did a radio show um, this week, and he talked about sacks and what sacks are really really good for is when you're negotiating a new contract. <laughs> but during a game, you can be very disruptive as Shaq is being. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting the sacks, but you're creating a yeah. lot of havoc. He's, he's he does have six sacks, so that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But if quarterback hits are counted officially now, mm-hmm. and he's not really near the top at that, but quarterback pressures are a little more subjective. So if you look at different sources, you get different numbers. It's so like before this last game, I I saw a graphic from Pro Football Focus, which I don't really pay much attention to. First of all, you'd have to pay for it. And God I, forbid that you don't pay know. for anything. Uh, so they they had him second in the league in pressures, <clears throat> and so did Radar Three Sixty, which is a stat service that NFL teams use. They both had him second in the in the league in pressures, but one of them had him with like twenty eight, and one of them had him with like forty eight. Hmm. So they're obviously counting differently, but both of them agree that he's been one of the best in the league at pressuring the quarterback, and that's that's what we're trying to say. That's what coaches are trying to say, like Larry Foot. When they say he's playing great, they keep they've been telling everybody all year because every now and then you get the Shaq question. Nineteen point five sacks last year. He's only got I don't know four or five, but now it's six. But they say every time he's playing great. But I will say this: when he does get a sack, he usually forces. It's at a crucial time, and it often forces. It forces a fumble, and yeah, he has the most. turnovers caused by pressure since the start of last year and i i think he gets the double digits this year he needs four more yeah, four I, games. I, I think he'll do it he needs one game where he gets two or three sure sure it's going to be close yeah but uh uh he's playing really really well and uh he's on what a one year one year thing he's on the franchise tag. yeah so which you could do again but i don't think anybody expects that no um so that'll be a big question you don't know you're going to get him back that's true and you is JP where's he on his contract JPP? Well, I I'm just looking at his age. His yeah. contract his his contract is is uh cap friendly. But his, is his, his does he have been. another year on it? That I don't know. Okay. So remember. you you could conceivably say you don't have either of those guys. Right. And you don't you don't have a you don't have a lot of depth behind it. Mm-hmm. Those guys tend to play most of the snaps. They don't want to come off the field. No. No, they're gamers. JPP never wants to come off. Oh, gosh. You have to drag him off to give him a breather. So um, that's a very good choice. The only problem is to get the really great edge rushers, your Miles Garretts and things like that, you usually have to be picking in the top five to get a Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Sure. 18 is a little tough. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get a Cameron Jordan down there, but I think most of the times the premier pass rushers are gone by 18, 20, 22. So I like it. I don't know if if it'll happen. Yeah. You're more likely to get a down, another down lineman, and here again, that one hurts. And Dominican Sue is on a one-year deal. Yep. And uh, I mean, you'd have Vita Vea coming back, but it never hurts to add to that position. Right. And so that, I'm good with that. And, and Dominican is playing really, really well. I mean, it's not. 
the thing is, though, is he's what thirty three. Yeah, and who knows how long he wants to play? Well, there's that. And but if I, he'll keep selling for one year deals. Yeah. Well, he also could be how the team finishes this year, and a lot of guys can look at it and go, "Wow, I'm coming back. If, I, the if they'll take me, I'm coming back. Yeah. I, I want a shot. I want a shot at this." So. Okay, I like that. See. I'm not even going to argue. I like that. That's right. a good choice. I don't think we need corners, safeties, linebackers. Right, offense. and I will remember cons. I knew it. I was trying to remember <laughs> how it was. How Actually, there's this is like a two-part question. Okay. Also, with the Eagles fa- failing to use Jalen Hurts, that was bizarre. Yes. They put him in for one play, two plays. There was one pass. <laughs> the game's off, on right now. <laughs> and they take him back out and never put him back in again. I'm like, what was the point of that? Anyway. No rhyme or reason when you're losing. I'd almost love to see us trade for him and let him sit behind Brady until the time is right. I'm also basing this entirely on the fact that it worked for me in Madden. Have a great week, Elliot Lovejoy. I like that he, uh, that he admitted that good. there. <laughs> well, maybe, he should look at, uh, maybe he should look at our backup quarterbacks. Well, and also factor into that Josh Rosen. That's why. Who's I, sitting on He could be the guy they, they hope to prime for the eventual replacement. He was a first-round pick. You know, there is a reason for that. And he has not had a chance in a good situation yet. No, and and he's a victim of, you know, uh, teams, you know, being part of the draft, getting drafted, and then a coaching change, yeah. then go to another team, oh, yeah. we want you, and then coaching change. Yeah. And that and both those teams were absolutely horrible the years he was there. Yeah. yeah. We so, don't know if Josh Rosen good, but I would counter that we don't know if Jalen Hurts is good. No, so, you don't. Why do you need to trade for him? Another no, I think I think they got somebody that that unless someone is he is he on the practice squad? He's on the practice yeah. squad, but he. I mean, someone could <laughs> take him. Someone could take him. Put you know they they, they can get they him. can sign him away. Yeah. But but no, the the storyline at the beginning when we signed him was that he wanted to stay here for the year. He wasn't looking to leave to join another team. And in fact, you know how you can protect four guys on the practice squad every week. Mm. You didn't. No. By, by the new rule or what? This one is is a new rule based on COVID that was put in place in the summer when they made those last minute changes. So it's it's a 2020 thing only probably. Mm-hmm. But you got six. They they increased the practice squads to 16 players and allow you each week you, you can put a protection on up to four guys and they can't be signed away. Okay. They can't like normally yes. anybody in a practice squad can be signed, be away, signed away, but okay. by another team as long as that team is signing them to their active roster. Uh, you can protect a guy, and then they can't do that from Tuesday at 4 through the game. Yeah. And then everybody still gets a chance because they could sign away on a Monday or on Tuesday before 4. But once you get to Tuesday before 4, you can protect them for the rest of the week. And the point is to keep another team from taking away your safety net. Yeah. Like if you have a second kicker. We've been, we've protected our, our practice squad kicker, Greg Joseph, mm-hmm. every single week because we don't want him to get a sign away on Friday and then something happens to Ryan Suckup and you don't have a ready replacement. Sure. So the whole, the whole system this year – has worked in, in large part um, in what it was intended to do, which was, I think, decrease the amount of movement of players around the league. We have not added hardly any players to the roster during the season that weren't already here. Right. If we've needed guys up, we've had them on the – you've got so many guys on the practice squad that you have options. And we also have not – the practice squad usually churns and churns and churns mm-hmm. all, all season, a couple moves yeah. every week, hardly any moves there because you just have so many of them. Sometimes you're like, we really need another defensive tackle because we got injuries there, so we have to let this receiver go. But now you're covered at just about everywhere. Whenever someone says to me, how does this work with the practice squad? How does this, this? I go, just ask Scott Smith. <laughs> I said, he, he knows it. I said, he tells me all the time. Yeah. I can't remember it. You know, it's kind of cool. I know this is way off the subject. 
but they're putting new sod in mm -hmm. and you it's really pretty cool because you see that little little guy driving that that cart not not the the little the, guy well you see that cart with the with big roller on with it? a big roll that is turf and he actually lines it up and he rolls it out <laughs> off that off that cart that's cool. It is really amazing how they're doing this. And you know what's crazy about this is all this field gets ripped up because after the season, they're going to put it in there for the Super Bowl. They put a whole new field in. Right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. They change big areas of, of the turf a lot mm -hmm. more than you would, done, they, you This field's <coughs> absolutely, considering the use it gets, is, oh, it, is pretty phenomenal. We've always had great reviews mm -hmm. for our field. It's considered one of the best fields in the league. So kudos to all those people yeah. down there getting that job done yeah all and, right and it's cold it's it's gonna be it feels good it feels good but it's not great laying sod you know this is I the mean, first time i put a long sleeve shirt on since dude March i got an actual winter shirt on yeah i, I don't need to go that, that far because I, i'm not weak yeah well i'm just saying wear them where'd you, you grow up again i grew up in chicago have you just been here too long is your blood thinned out i don't think you can thin your blood out but I don't mind cold weather, but I also like wearing winter clothes. I I still Everybody have, down here does. I still have an affection for it. It goes down to like 65, and, and you go to the grocery store, and there are people there in parkas around here because <laughs> they think that's cold. It feels awesome. <laughs> Keep trying to get my wife to, to let us open all the windows and let all the cold air uh -huh. in. She's not, she's not happy. You turning the heat on tonight? No way. <laughs> I mean, she might sneak over and do it. I I think Giselle wins that one. Uh -uh. All right, give me another question. Ahoy, salty ones. Ahoy. Hope you guys had a nice and safe Thanksgiving. I only follow the NFL on a consistent basis since 2014, thanks to the Bucks app and mobile cell phones. Well, that's pretty cool. So I might be off base here, so that's why I'm sending this to you. This, by the way, is our friend from Brazil, Alexander. Okay. Sure. Is it normal to have four head coaches fired during a season? <laughs> Absolutely, it's yeah. normal. I yeah. think the average is of five or six a year. Yeah, when you're when it, it's a windy now uh, NFL, it's no longer like it used to be where coaches get a you know four or five years to bring a team around and hopefully you're going to play. It's pretty well. Quick. Let's let's count how many new ones there were this past year. Okay, all right. Joe Judge and in, in the Giants, right? Yep. Jets. Is this the first year for? Um, yeah, Washington, um, Ron Rivera. Ron Let's just Rivera. stay within the divisions. Okay. Joe, John, J Joe no Judge. Judge, Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy. Uh, Rule well, and Carroll. Oh, I'm sorry. Stay division by division. We're not God, Scott, I'm going geographically. But Philadelphia is not news. We're done with the East, but we already have three. Okay. Okay. We'll do your. Oh, yeah. Three. We'll do your South now. Okay. okay. Matt Rule. The Matt others. Rule. The others. We have a new. And Raheem, and but that's yeah, Mitzi's. That, I'm that saying starting okay, the year. So, so, so that's Matt four Rule, already. That's four. NFC North, Green Bay no, Minnesota no, Chicago, Chicago no, Detroit, Detroit no. no. Well, now they will, no, but no, not no. to start. So okay. we're still at four. NFC West, San Fran no, nope. Arizona no. Nope. That's the second year for them. Seattle obviously not, nope. and Rams is that? Yeah, Rams no. No. Okay, okay so we so got four in the NFC. All right. AFC. Let's start in the South. Okay. Jacksonville. They will, they will probably, but not, <laughs> not this, year. this year. Indianapolis, no. no. Houston, no. Uh, Houston in season, will, but they start. They will have one. So we're not counting that one. Okay. In, Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, Tennessee, no. No. Uh, AFC North, Pittsburgh, no. Baltimore, no. Cincinnati, no. No. Cleveland, no. Okay, so we're still at four. Mm -hmm. uh, AFC North. We just did yep. that. We just did that. That's Pittsburgh and Baltimore. AFC East. East. New England. New England, no. no. Miami, no. no. Jets. 
Yes. This was Case's first year. I thought was this it? was his second year. Okay, well, maybe it is. Let's not count it. And Buffalo, no. All right. And then NFC, AFC, what have I done? West? West? Uh, Chargers, Las Vegas, no. no. Chargers, no. no. Broncos, no. No. Second year for him, mm-hmm. Fangio. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other team? Broncos, Chargers. Kansas City. Kansas City, no. So we only had four to start this year, okay. but I think that's low. That is. Four this year, and then we've, we already know how yeah. many we are. Well, that's what here. he's getting at. We, yeah. It looks like there's going to be a good five to six, and I think that's more normal. Mm-hmm. Not that any of that is normal in any way, but you don't – yeah, co- teams move on quickly from coaches these days. Well, they move quickly on coaches, and they move quickly on players. It's, it's a win now. Everybody wants to win, win, win. And, you know, that's what people pay to go see. Okay, so – he says, I thought I thought in the NFL you had a chance to at least finish the season, and then you get the axe. At the end. Oh, I'm, he does say during a season. season. Uh, I yeah. totally misread this. My apologies, Alexander. Well, during a season. Well, then, geez, four, this year. Yeah. There's been four? No, that's, I don't think that – four is high. That's a high number yeah. for a guy's During the season. The incredible thing is that we're at four, and Adam Gase still has his job. Yeah. You would and have figured – you just started the list there. You would think. So it's Patricia – uh, Atlanta, O'Brien, O'Brien, uh, Atlanta, Quinn, Quinn, and then uh, I mean Jacksonville hasn't fired their coach; they fired their GM. Yeah, right. They haven't fired. But is there another one? No, I think that's it. Detroit. We said yeah. Yep. No, we actually said Patricia, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's three. If I were forgetting one, you were getting I, close. That's high. That's yeah. high. That's a lot. Yeah, in the middle of a season. Yeah. But the one I thing- don't I don't ever understand why you're doing it in the middle of the season because I mean everybody goes well you get a head start on looking for it's season. true. At, at, at narrowing your search. I mean, you can't yeah. – if they're already coaching somewhere in the league, you can't really get a head start on it until their season is over. But I you can love, start making your decision. I would love to find the stat that a team that fired someone early and they ended up getting someone Well, I'll give you a good quick. example. Give me one. The, the Packers. People thought that Packers did McCarthy wrong because he'd been there for a long time. Okay. And that was 2019. And they fired him with, I don't know, three or four games to go. Yep. And they said that that helped them – Get started on the process, and they have to be thrilled with who they hired. See how that thing rolling out? Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> it's little things in life. It's that like, um, it's like, yeah, like a steam roll. It's like a, a roll. You know, the people yeah. that eat the bubble gum with the rolls, <laughs> kind of rolling it out there. It is a green bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, <coughs> all right. Excuse me. Oh, you're right. I missed my button. I know. Well, that's because you stood. All right. No, no, no. There's one more question. One more. Okay. Hey, fellas. I've enjoyed the podcast this season. Thank you. Thank you. I have enjoyed doing it. Kevin and Wesley Chapel. No last name given. I hope you guys can have some more wins to talk about down the stretch. Well, me too. We have to make the playoffs this time. Come on. Okay. Kev, I'm with you all the way, man. (laughs) So far, you've hit it right out of the park. Uh, You know, we started talking about Rosen a little prematurely because my question has to do with the quarterbacks. Didn't Bruce Arians mention before the season the possibility of keeping one of our quarterbacks away from the rest of the team. So if there's an outbreak at the position, you've at least got one option. We all saw what happened with Denver. Why not do this with Josh Rosen? Speaking of which, what's up with Rosen? What's he look like? Take, Thanks, guys. Take care and happy holidays, Kevin. And Wesley. Yeah, Kevin, you're thinking. You're, well, you're giving some thought to uh, what's going on. Bruce did mention that as a, a possibility, but that's that. when that was back in uh, July and August when you're, you're still trying to get a grasp of how this is going to go. Uh, things, also, the landscape has changed several mm-hmm. times. You know, it's constantly shifting. So it was something he considered and, and brought up, but I don't think that they have felt it was necessary. And he, somebody did actually ask him about that 
yesterday when he was talking, and he said they, the Bucks don't feel like it's necessary right now because they're doing such a good job following the rules. That was what I was going to say <clears throat> is – all the meetings are outside now. Now, we're fortunate because we live in Florida, and they can have meetings outside, and they don't have to do virtual. So they're outside, mask wearing. That's the key. That's the key. And that's what got Denver in trouble. Right. We're they f- all got in a room, and they all took their mask off. And, yes, they're all testing, but a test tells you you're good for that day. Yeah. Do you, and, it, that is how you become a high-risk contact which is how you get put on the list, even mm-hmm. if you don't test positive. Right. And that's why, according to obviously we haven't been in those meeting rooms, but there are cameras that are being monitored, and that's how they find out when things like this happen. Right. So, according to Bruce, we've done such a good job, I believe him, of course, uh, of, oh, I think of we, following I, the, ran, I, the I, mass I, policy I, and distancing as much as possible, that he doesn't think that if one of our quarterbacks – Tested positive, it would wipe out the rest of the room. It when you when you look at how the organization has handled this, they cleared out the whole business staff. <laughs> the Advent Health Training Center is a huge two floor building, and they pretty much took it. What they did is they removed the business staff yeah. total, and it all Didn't became football. football spread out. Yeah, and there was. I, I counted like there was nine of us that were going in there every day. Oh, was that you Friday. counted? Okay. I was, yeah, I was counting how many I you know producers. Just nine on a consistent hmm. basis. Interesting on a, on an everyday basis. Yeah. Um. So you got nobody in marketing. You got nobody in. Yeah, you nobody accounting. in accounting. No, no, no. Nobody in. You had you. I mean, the people that were upstairs. We had two in PR. Me on the outside. Um. Is that? I don't know where. Where is that coming from? I don't know. <laughs> so one one of these days I'm going to get to wherever we're going to do this early. Someone's calling this number. I don't, oh. know, I don't know what. I'm it going is. to hide like. I'm going to hide like. I don't know. It was the phone. It was the phone. I, no one calls this press box. I'm serious. They don't call it during. You the should game. have answered it. No, salty dogs. But I didn't. How may I help I, you? I know, but I didn't know it was the phone. Oh, okay. Um, Isn't it still ringing? It, no, it means there's oh, a, message. a message. Okay. But what's funny is, <laughs> it PR doesn't even call me during a game. <laughs> See, back in the day, you just if, text each they, other. Yeah, they, you know, you used to have a phone with That's a light right. that would oh, flash. We used to do that all the time. And you have to call down and say, "Hey, so and so's injured. He's questionable. Yes. Whatever." I forgot all about now, that. Now everything is done by text. I li- yep. li- let my phone sit there, and I see it pop up, yep. and I, you know, can yep. tell you immediately what's going on. Yep, we've advanced. But. Um, where, oh, so yes, there weren't there were uh, there weren't very many people. So then you know there were more people in your area, but you were all in offices. Yeah, you know Most you, Jason, um, Tori. Well, she was and, in a cube, and she was in a cube, but isolated away from yeah. everybody else. So, um, yeah, I, I think no, they've taken it very seriously, and mm-hmm. now they they decided to up it even more. Yeah, no, and, and no so question. now we're all at home, mm-hmm. or today we're here at the stadium. Yeah, where the rules aren't. I exactly love the same. coming to the stadium. It's, it's kind of it, it's a weird experience coming here on non game day because it's such a huge place and there's not very, usually not very many people here. There's a couple. There's a lot here today. But. Well, there's a lot of they're they're redoing the field, but a little insight too is the NFL uh, is down here. Uh, they were here Sunday for Sunday's game, but the people who get ready for the Super Bowl of the NFL are walking around the stadium, figuring out all the places, all the things they need to do. And yesterday it was pretty cool. They were playing with the lights. They're turning them oh, red. Okay. They're turning them blue. Right. They go green. It's pretty cool. They probably really like this stadium because logistically it's pretty easy. 
Like if you want to tell somebody sure. how to get from here from the press box to the locker room, which probably won't happen this year, but no, um, that's it's true. real easy. That uh, what team, right? What Super Bowl runners usually do uh, is they they use stripes in uh-huh. the corridors, which I love because it's when you so go to a, when you go to a stadium during the regular season and you haven't been there, you see the stripe because they had a Super Bowl and you can find your way. Yes. So the stripe yeah. will take. I if it's that. a green stripe, it takes you to. the visitors locker room um, you know red stripe sure. but whatever and and you know because there's signs that they'll tell you which stripes are going where and so it makes it very very easy They'd to get put, around but some stadiums are a lot more complicated to get around in right oh yeah no question than ours they would use breadcrumbs but most media people would eat them <laughs> continue <laughs> I, I you know georgia uh, atlanta uh, what was it called the georgia dome no the mercedes-benz dome. no the, or old the old one. one yeah the georgia that dome. one was so yeah. easy that might yeah, have been the easiest stadium and in, in came the, out of the, the elevator home. walked straight ahead turn right <clears> in the locker the rooms right doors. there right you want to go to the field the, the mm-hmm. tunnels right there yeah uh there was that was probably the easiest one yeah the new one is not easy at no, all you got to walk halfway around the stadium i got lost the first time trying to get from the locker room to the to the press box chicago's a tough one too you're on the other side it used to be easier yeah that Chicago well, used to be crazy. Well, you go to the press box for the broadcast booth. You're, oh, yeah, that's you're, right. You're on the other side. You're I know by that because I had to come over there for yeah, the interview. You're, and that's a weird one, too, because the fans can pick their heads up and say, hey, what's They're going right on? right there. And, I mean, Yeah, that's true. not a good setup for you no, at all there. No. But you, I bet you like it more than you like Miami. Oh, God. You it, yeah. Listeners, if you want to hear somebody complain for about three hours straight, just ask Jeff about Miami and the radio that's booth setup absolutely there. absolutely ridiculous. How Could you even operate Can I tell it? you something? I do away games better off a TV monitor than if I was in Miami <laughs> looking at it from there. Well, I'm it's small seriously. too, right? I mean, you wouldn't have much room. It's uh, trying it's, to spread out. Yeah, you can't. Well, I don't. I don't think you could. I don't think you could. We couldn't do it in a normal time. So yeah, yeah. I digress. Okay. All right. All right. We. I think that's it for me. Yeah, we've done. We did really long without a guest. This has been fun. It's a nice break up. Well, of the week. yeah, because we're sitting at home and this kind yeah. of breaks. And up then we're going to do. Are we going to do one next week for the buy? Are we going to? You want to do one? This is the buy. No. Yes. 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 Okay. We, so we would do one. I mean, we will, we will be doing a game. We will be doing one before the Minnesota without game. having a game to talk about. Yeah. But there'll be enough to talk about, and maybe we can even line up a guest since the players will be doing Back. extra yeah. practice on Tuesday. You know, what's funny is they're actually getting prepared for the Minnesota game because you can see on the scoreboard it's yeah. the Vikings logo and the yep. Bucks logo. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they're using their extra time to get ahead. Yep. That's what we do. All right. Very good. Since you did, thanks for listening. <laughs>